0: Hey guys, thanks for joining the Radiate Church podcast today. I'm Brandon, the lead pastor here at Radiate, and I'm honored that you jumped in to hear this message. I hope that it challenges you, inspires you, and leads you to the life God intends. Enjoy the message. We're going to jump right, right in today, but I just need to go ahead and let you know that as we move forward in this today, I can't have... A quiet crowd. So I just need to know if you're ready to get in the word this morning. All right, here we go. Expectation brings about miracles. I was in a service last night that fired some things up in me, and uh, I have battled uh, with where to go. But I want to talk to you today. We're in week three of fresh air, and I'm gonna go quickly. I'm gonna give you four things real fast today. Um, But we're in week three of fresh air, and uh, Philippians 2.15 in the Message Bible basically says that as followers of Christ, we are to bring fresh air to people. We are to be the ones that are refreshing in relationship. And when people walk away from us, we're the one, they should feel refreshed because they, they've been in our presence. Are you with me? And it's not because we're great. It's because he who is in us is greater than anything that's in the world. It's because we've submitted our lives to Jesus. It's because we follow Jesus with everything we have, and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and we have the love and the forgiveness and the grace of our Father God that's in us. And now, because of that, we are to be fresh air through our actions and through our words, through our submissions and through our our reactions and some things, right? And so, how many of you guys have any goals in your life at all? Like goals, maybe fitness goals, right? Right? Uh, Fitness goals. Maybe it's, um, maybe you have spiritual goals, financial goals, any of that. Uh, Educational goals. Come on, throw your hands back up again. Yeah, all over the room. All of us have goals, right? Goals are easy, right? Because when you're sitting down and you're by yourself and you're bored, you can come up with a goal in a heartbeat. I want to drop you know, 50 pounds by the end of the year, right? There's a goal for you, right? Some of you have that goal. I want to get in shape. I I want to be in the best shape of my life, right? I I want this. I want that. I, I, later this year, I'm supposed to be, if I ever register for it, running something called a Bone Frog Race, which is basically a Spartan race. And 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 I may or may not um not make it through the race. Uh, You may have to find a new pastor after that. Um, No, I'm just kidding. But I'm supposed to because that's a goal that I've set for myself, right? I want to do that. Goals are not hard, are they? They're just not. In fact, many of us have goals that we've never met, but we've had them our entire lives. You know what I'm saying? Goals aren't hard. But here's this has been my phrase the past few weeks. It's this. You either want it or you don't. In fact, you can title the message that. You either want it or you don't. That's the truth of the matter. When you got a goal, I am tired of of the church, I'm tired of people saying I have a goal, I want to do this, I want to accomplish that, but we do nothing to set up our disciplines to get us to that place. I want to to be in the best shape of my life, right? I I am a, and I joke about this with you guys a lot, and, and, and it's a big joke. I am a known snacker. I love to snack. And it's not healthy snacks. In fact, my healthy snack right now are just cherries. The cherries with the stem on them and the pit in the middle, they are so good to me, right? And I love that. But I also love honey buns. In order to get to my goal of being in the best shape of my life, I've got to stop eating the honey buns more than I eat the cherries, right? If I'm going to snack, my discipline of snacking has got to be on the right track to get me to the goal are you with me if i have a goal to get to work in the morning but i have no gas in my car i ain't getting to work in the morning because i haven't set it up here's where we are right last week we talked about unity and all that stuff if you missed it you need to go back and watch next last week's message i believe it was a prophetic word and and something god's teaching this generation in this county but the truth of the matter is is this i I am tired of people coming to me with their goals but never put any discipline in action to get there. You either want it or you don't. If you want to get in shape, you go and you pay your $10 a month to Planet Fitness and get in the gym. Or you sit on the couch and make excuses for why you can't get there. Okay? And so where we are in this thing is we have a goal a lot of times. And the moment an opposition comes against the goal, our disciplines shift from the goal to the opposition. Come on. For instance, I've got a goal for where I want this church to go. We've had a lot of things in six years that have been really, really difficult. Six months, six weeks, it doesn't matter. You can say it. There's always obstacles. But I can sit there with an obstacle and feel sorry for myself as the leader of the church, or as my personal goal, and I can say I can't get there because of the opposition, or I can stand up and go, no, I will do something about it. I got a goal, and the opposition doesn't have to stop me because I can kick through the opposition to get to the destination of the goal. And the problem is we either want it or we don't. We either want it or we don't. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you're part of Radiate Church, and if this is your first time here, congratulations, uh, welcome home. We're glad that you're here today, and we're honored that you're with us. But here's the truth. As the pastor of this church, there will never be an opposition that will keep us from the destination of the vision that God has for us. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that. As a church, I will declare that to the enemy today. You can stand up. You can get mad. You can put an obstacle in front of me, but I'll kick you in the face on the way to the destination to get to where God's promised us. I'm telling you that. That's the church you walked into today. You didn't walk into a church where we just stand there and do this number and then we sit down and don't do anything. We react to the word of God. We react to the promises of God. We stand up in unity and we fight. I don't care how uncomfortable it looks. I will fight for what God's given this church. I will fight for it. And I'll punch somebody in the face on the way out. Y'all like, you too small to talk talk like that. Don't mess with my vision. Mm. today I want to move forward with something and I want, to, I want to move forward with this and I'm probably going to read the scriptures off the screen because I have 15 different things I've got in my Bible and, and I'm, I'm putting this together as we go today I want to talk to you about this that last week we talked about unity but here's the thing there is power in alignment and you can know what to do all day long without ever doing it the right way there's the what and there's the way The what is, I know I stand up at this song and I throw my hands in the air because pastor just yelled at me to do it. I'm not yelling out of frustration. I just, y'all think I'm kidding. I do this at home. When I get passionate, I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's do this thing. I'm like, yeah. It's me at home all the time. I'm just intense at times. And then I'm a jokester. The truth of the matter is, there's the what. I can know what to do. But it's the way to do it that changes it all. Can I tell you something? God's not after your what. He's after your heart. The what is caught up in your head. The way is caught up in your heart. We've got to learn to think like God thinks and to be on the same level as God. Romans twelve two. go write that down. We're not going there today. Romans twelve two basically says to transform my mind so that I can know the, 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 the perfect and pleasing will of God. In other words, you can't know what God's will is for your life until your mind starts to think like he does. You can't think about everything on the earth and still know what his will for your life is. It doesn't happen that way. That's just the kingdom thing. It doesn't happen that way. I love what Dr. Chuck Swindoll says. He says this. He says, I'm convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% my reaction to it. And then he says this, and so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. Can I tell you that's the way? The way is your attitude. Your attitude determines your altitude, to give you a cheesy little preacher phrase. Your attitude determines your altitude, and I want to talk to you about four things, four ways to take care of your attitude today. We're going fast, so here we go. Because somebody, how many of you are just ready for God to just shake something off of your life in this house? Come on. Y'all too quiet, man. Y'all too quiet. I don't know, like, maybe I was just in a hype room last night, and I'm just used to that now, but y'all too, like, I, for me... When I want freedom and I need something, I'll make it known. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want that and I'm going to get it. I will do what I got to do. How many of you guys need something from God in the house today? Come on now. We got to stop playing church, man. We're here to be we're here to do something. Number one is found in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. If you'll throw that on the screen for me, it says this. Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, everybody say this. Say, let us. Let us us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which also easily entangles us. And let us, say let us, let us us run with endurance the race that is set before what? Here's the deal. The first thing we have to do to change our attitude and to make sure that we're where we need to be and the way is in the right alignment because if you're not in alignment, it's painful. But if you're in alignment, it's powerful. If you're not in alignment with God, it's going to be a painful life. If you're in alignment with God, it will be a powerful life. Number one is we got to choose daily. This scripture, just leave it up there. Just leave that scripture up there. I keep throwing them for a loop today. The truth is, is this says, let us... Let us lay aside. It doesn't say, let my pastor lay aside my problems for me. Right. It doesn't say, let my life group leader take care of my issues. It doesn't say, let me go and gossip about somebody for six months, and then the moment that I'm ready to forgive, to talk to them about it, they're supposed to let it go and forgive me. Come on. See, it says, let... Us lay aside. In other words, the scripture here is putting all the responsibility on one person, me. But we live our lives every day to where it's somebody else's fault. Can I tell you, you will not change your attitude for a breakthrough until you understand that it's not her fault, it's not his fault, it's not their responsibility, and it's not their fault. It's all on you, no one else. It's your attitude, it's your reaction, not theirs. I'm not responsible for your reaction. Well, you're my pastor, yes, and I will pray with you. But I will not own your reaction to a hurt. Because the enemy will come in and tell you that you need them to come by and set you free before you can react the wrong way. And the enemy will have you waiting on somebody else your entire life. And you'll be bound in bondage your entire life because you're waiting on somebody else. Let us lay aside all encumbrance. In other words, I can't can't sit here and go, I need you to stop sinning so that I can stop sinning. I need you to stop being a bad influence on me. No, you don't. No, I don't. That's like me going, I'll quit eating the cake when you quit baking it. (laughs) No, I won't. No, I won't because I'll eat the cake. That red velvet cake, that brownies with the homemade icing on them, Miss Ann Abel, praise God, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. I won't stop eating them if she she keeps baking them. I'm just going to tell you. But there comes a point to where i got to go, my goal is more important than what you're putting in front of me. So my goal has to determine my discipline, which means I've got to let go of something. And every day that I wake up, I've got to choose to walk towards the goal or stay where I'm at. And part of the issue is, And I'll say it for this church. Part of the issue with this church staying where we have been for way too long is we get comfortable and we sit back and go, I made the decision six months ago to serve, and I'm okay. It's my leader's responsibility to help me grow. My mom should pray for me. No, you should pray for you. Lay hands on your own doggone self and cast out the sickness. Quit waiting on everybody else's power to come through your body. Come on. It's let us lay aside. (laughs) Y'all like, I didn't come in ready for this today. Let us lay aside all the encumbrance. Let us lay aside everything that tries to set up an obstacle and a roadblock in my life. Let me take the responsibility. Life is 10% what happens and 90% the reaction, and I can 100% agree with him. Because I can choose to get mad. I can choose to get bitter. Or I can choose to get better but it's my choice, not yours. Because you can forgive me, and you're free. But if I don't forgive you, I'm still bound. It's my decision, not yours. It's my growth, not yours. Following Jesus, here's where we mess up a lot of times. Following Jesus is not spectator. It's participation. If, if, I know, I know, you're like, Pastor, this this series has been tough. Good. Good. Because if we think that following Jesus is as easy as opening the Bible for 30 minutes a week and sitting in a service and hearing the band and the preacher go... and and, and serving for a couple hours on a Sunday, and that's following Jesus, and we can just go through our life. No, Jesus doesn't want your action. He wants your heart. He wants your participation. He wants your submission. He wants your love. He wants your care. He wants what you have in your life all to him, not because you're terrible, but because he loves you, and he's got something for you. It's not spectator, it's participatory. That's why here at Radiate, our greatest, our two forms of discipleship, we don't put you through a 10-week class and you have to check the boxes as a new believer. We look at you and say this. We say, get in a life group and serve on a team. Those are the two ways that the disciples back in the New Testament got grew with Jesus. What makes us think that we need to recreate the wheel in today's society? We can't sit back and just hope somebody else helps us grow. We got to move forward and take our participation trophy and go, I don't want the trophy i want the savior i need to move towards something else and i got to grow with him and i got to choose that daily but we get caught up and going i prayed 15 years ago at the altar and i gave him my life but nothing's changed then i don't know if you've submitted your life over and over and over again because if your life hasn't changed in 15 years then the presence of god hasn't blown through your life in 15 years because where the presence is everything changes Everything. Are you with me? You still love me, right? Tell me you love me. Even if you don't mean it. Second thing is this. You have to preset your outlook. And I'm not talking about your email. You have to preset. That was a bad joke. Preset your outlook. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10. 2 Corinthians 6, 10 says this. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. He's going to get me going again today. As having nothing, yet possessing everything. Preset. This is where we get it wrong a lot of times. We can choose daily to have a good attitude. But if we don't preset our outlook, then everything we see comes out in the wrong way. That's why some of us live a life to where we're constantly offended by something somebody says to us. It's not because they're mean. It's because my outlook is I'm going to find the negative in everything that happens. I'm going to find the black lining in the silver cloud. See, if I don't preset, I've got to be able to go, I am sorrowful today. I had this happen and that happen and my emotions are running wild. And I've got all these feelings and I don't know what to do with it. I'm sorrowful yet. I'll always rejoice. Hey, hey! I, I, I'm poor. I ain't got nothing. I'm broke as a joke. I, I got nothing in my life. I can't I can't afford to pay the bills. I can't do these things. And you know what? That may be reality. But pre-setting my outlook is going. I'm poor. Yet by my in by Philippians two fifteen by being a breath of fresh air into others, I'm making many rich. I'm enriching their life, and God don't let those people go poor. God don't let those people go unblessed. And then it says, I've got nothing, ain't got no house, no, no wife, no husband, no kids, no this, no that, I don't have anything, yet I've got everything. And here's the deal, it's because the alignment is with God, not on things. When I'm aligned and I am defined by what I accrue rather than what I am saved by, or let me, who I am saved by. Because when I am defined by Jesus, <laughs> I can have nothing and yet have everything all at the same time. i got to preset. Somebody say preset. i got to preset my, my outlook. Paul decided to be a victor in, instead of a victim. I'm going to do this one quick. The third one is you got to default to gratitude. Default to gratitude. Default to gratitude. Default to gratitude. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 and Psalms 9.1. You don't have to put them on the screen. Just write those down. It says that in everything I will give thanks. In everything, good or bad, a lot or little, in everything I will give thanks. It doesn't say I will give thanks if everything works out. It says I in everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something? We can spend our entire lives looking for God's will in our life. And it's written right there in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Your will in your life for God is to give thanks in everything. In other words, it's to be be, uh, uh, defined by gratitude. God, I don't know why this is happening, but I give you thanks that it is, because Romans 8.28, not all things are good, but they will work together for the good of those who love him. And I trust you and I love you. I've got a default to gratitude. You know what that is? Worship. It's worship. It's worship. Last night I sat in a service and as I sat there, time came for offering. And some people in the room are like, of course it did. You sat in a church service. They're always going to give you an opportunity to give money. And you know what? I'm grateful. Because our reaction to the word (laughs) determines how far the seed gets in our hearts. And I sowed a seed... A big seed that I've never sown or hadn't sown in a long time into that ministry. And it wasn't because of who was there. It wasn't because there was big-time artists there. Let me tell you why it was. Because it was a life-changing prophetic word in my life. And if I wanted to reap fruit, I better be willing to sow the seed. That's worship. That's gratitude going, look, I ain't got it right now, but I'm going to give it because I'm thankful. And the fourth thing is this. Default to gratitude. The fourth thing is this. We have to look beyond. James 4:14, 4, one of my favorite verses in the world reminds us that our life is like a vapor that appears for a little while and then it vanishes away I know you think that that promotion that you're stressing about is going to define you for 30 years after you leave that corporation it won't they'll hire somebody else and you'll be forgotten within a month See, I'm not here to put a damper on anything. Here's what I'm here to do. I'm here to let you know that if you want to be a breath of fresh air and you want a breath of fresh air, we got to quit freaking out over the things that don't even matter. So what if they joked on you and you got your feelings hurt yesterday? Get over it because your life is a vapor. And I'm not dying mad at somebody because they were trying to pick around with me and I got my feelings hurt. I'm I'm not living my life to be defined by somebody else's hurt. Hurt people hurt people. You may hurt me, but I don't have to hurt you. You may hurt me, but I don't have to hurt the next person that comes along in my life. My vapor will not be defined by the hurt that I leave, but the healing that I give. We gotta look beyond. We gotta quit getting. I, I I didn't get that promotion. Okay, try again. Maybe it's not the right season. Maybe it's not the right time. I had to make a decision as a leader I didn't want to make. Suck it up, Nancy. That's the responsibility you have for being a leader. I'm just here to tell you today, look beyond the problem of today and look into the future of the vision. The reason division is happening in the world is because the enemy's trying to get your vision to die. Die, vision. He's declaring that whatever God's placed in you will die. No, it won't. Some of you are like, I can't believe he just said that. It's so offensive. That's what I'm talking about. We can't get so bent out of shape that we're so religious that we know everything better than everybody else and whenever it doesn't go our way, then I got to get upset and get mad and all all upset and I just can't do this anymore. And forget that. I don't live for the approval and the opinion of people. Paul says it like this, I'd rather have God's approval than man's any day. I'll do anything I can to win as many people for Christ, but I'm not here for them. I'm here for the audience of one. And if you believe that today is your day, will you stand to your feet and let's throw our hands in the air. God change our attitude. We lift it up to you today. We declare that something's breaking. Come on church, you better declare something in your life. Don't you quit. you stop it's shifting in the house today god i declare that today you will change us you will shift us god come on lift up your prayer lift up your praise right where you're at don't you wait on anybody else this is your moment this is not theirs let us throw off any encumbrance let us throw off anything that's keeping us from the goal god just move in us today Change us. Shift us. Make us uncomfortable in the house. We're sick of declaring goals. Change our disciplines to get there. Come on. Church, we got to learn how to declare this on our own. Come on. I'm not in your living room. you got to do this. Come on. You need a breakthrough. You better say it. Come on. Work, change. Let me leave you with this. As you're standing, Craig Rochelle says this: Successful people do consistently what normal people do occasionally. You can't walk in. We can't walk in here on Sundays and do this occasionally. Every day. I choose an attitude of worship. I preset my outlook to be a victor and not a victim. I default to gratitude and I look beyond into the purpose and the promise God has for me. I will not be bound by the unforgiveness and the bitterness of my past. I will not stand here and let anybody else's hurt define my, 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 my healing. I will walk in the promises of God Consistent. Come on, right where you're at. Right where you're at. If you need something from God, you declare it right in this moment today. Let's go. Don't wait on nobody else. I'm telling you, this ain't their miracle. This is yours. We get we get lulled into this thing. I can't do it. It's church. Who cares? Let's go. Let's go. And you better declare it like you're expecting something. Throw your hands. You better throw your hands up. You better declare it with your mouth. And you better submit your heart. Because I'm telling you, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Where it's at. Let's go, church. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. I'm gonna lay it back! This is how this is how This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. We're so glad you joined us today at the Radiate Church podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry in any way, let us know. Send us an email at youmatter@radiatechurch.net at radiatechurch.net to share how God is working in your life. Join us in reaching others by investing today at radiatechurch.net slash give. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive weekly messages delivered right to your phone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.